welcome back in to Fear the Belly Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Drew Bob. Um, today we are looking at the AFC and NFC North. Um, quick little thing, I was going through all my notes and everything for this pod, and uh, it's a pretty meaningful episode for LSU. And I didn't realize how much of LSU runs deep in the AFC North. I'm sure there's even more people I'm not going to mention, but it's just one of those schools that's taken over the NFL. Uh, LSU, Alabama, you have all those schools that are just going to stay. The SEC is just prominent. Big Ten's getting better every year. A few Penn State guys coming up. We got the whole nine this episode, so stay tuned. Here we go. Let's get it rolling. Starting off with a big following, especially in this area. A lot of my family members, a bunch of people from high school. Uh, big, big Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And we're going to get it rolling with them. Uh, Pittsburgh took advantage of a weak schedule last year early. Uh, they ended up falling apart towards the end. Um, they did stay healthy compared to a lot of other teams, which was pretty impressive. And Big Ben is going to be Big Ben. That dude is tough as nails, man. As much as I want to give that guy shit, he is, he's good at what he does. Um, I'm not going to bring up anything else about Big Ben because I, that's out of my control and all that. But um, it's a long season. They lost a lot of their O-line this year, but they picked up a running back. That is the truth, man. I, I really think Najee Harris is something that is going to be a successful person in Pittsburgh. Probably their best back since the Willie Parker, Jerome Bettis days. And I, I'm, I'll stand by that, man. Najee Harris, he, he has the college tape. He's got everything he needs to be successful at this level. Um, another player they picked up in the draft, uh, Pat Fryermuth. If they don't keep yelling Heath when he catches the ball, I'll be pissed because I think he's a guy that could be a tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next 100 years, just like Heath Miller was. You know, um, That guy was around forever. I uh, love Heath Miller, love everything he stands for. I'm a big Jason Witten guy, obviously, so Heath Miller and Jason Witten are pretty similar people besides that Jason Witten was just way better stat-wise. Um, but uh, both their fan bases love him. Great people, great guys, and they're just awesome football players that had a hell of a career. Um, as far as that goes, we'll move over to the defensive side. Uh, Devin Bush is unbelievable, man. He's that run-first linebacker sitting in a 3-4 set where – you're basically begging a guy to fill holes, and he's damn good at it, man. And this is like the one time Pittsburgh is – I'm not really too sure that the 3-4 is really the best for their division because they're going against guys. Don't get me wrong, Cleveland 3-4 probably works. You can stuff the run. Devin Bush is probably taking that first step, read run, boom, out. Um, but for teams against like Baltimore, you kind of want to switch up your things because Lamar Jackson – is just so good at using his legs. But we'll talk more about that later on in the episode and uh, keep it going. Um, he's also extremely good. Devin Bush is unbelievable at covering those intermediate routes as far as ins goes, slants goes, drags over the middle, everything. He's, he sees it all. He picks it up. He's a hell, of a hell of a linebacker, man. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL, and I'm expecting a big year out of him. Um, also, uh, the player to watch here is Minka Fitzpatrick, man. He's... He's unbelievable, man. I, I love what he can do behind Devin Bush and that, that front seven for Pittsburgh. Uh, Minka still doesn't get respect for Madden. Uh, Madden is really – if you want to talk trash to Minka this year, you better bring up how he's trash in Madden because that's just – that that gets under his skin, man, and I, it's a shame. Um, but that front seven, he, he's going behind Stephon Tuitt, Casey Hayward, uh, the future defensive MVP. I don't know how he hasn't won it yet. But T.J. Watt is an absolute freak, man. He's so good, and he just doesn't get the full credit. He plays a full season. He's winning the defense MVP because that dude does absolutely everything that the Steelers need him to do, and it's extremely impressive. Also, uh, they have Highsmith, who's just tough as nails, and I think him and Devin Bush 
they they work well together, man. They work well, a good a good string, and they they keep it going. Um, then we're gonna be moving on over to Cleveland. Uh, so Cleveland, in my opinion, I know I'll get some trash for this, is the best team on paper besides your twenty twenty Super Bowl cha- or twenty twenty one Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cleveland is just a complete roster. They they are so deep at times too. Like their offense is deep. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. They had my favorite draft on top of already the roster they already have. Um, Newsom from Northwestern is an absolute stud. He's just one of those quick guys. He's got a nose for the ball. He can do anything and everything it takes to to get turnovers for his team. And that's that's what you're gonna need in this division, man. The AFC North is gonna be one of those competitive divisions for the next ten years. I mean. It all depends who steps in at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers when Big Ben leaves because the other three quarterbacks are, are young, man. Baker, Lamar, you got Joe Burrow, man, coming off a knee injury. You got all these dudes that are just trying to prove themselves and old head Big Ben just hanging out and trying to prove he still belongs. And I, I love it, man. I, I love watching Big Ben. He's just he's one of those guys, man. That it's kind of You're going to hate to see him go. You don't think about it, but like Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, all these dudes are all starting to go, man. Aaron Rodgers is just miserable. They're all starting to eventually head out, and it's crazy to me that Big Ben's like the grandpa in that division with the other three quarterbacks, and everybody's got something new to bring to the table when they're all trying to prove people wrong. So it's a good thing to see. Um, but other than Greg Newsom, they had uh, Jeremiah Wusukaramoa, who I was actually furious that the Cowboys didn't take, and uh, I, I love him, man. I, I hate Notre Dame players. I hate Notre Dame players at Notre Dame. But the second they go into the pros, man, they become some of my favorite players in the world. Jalen Smith is one of those guys, man. I will do anything it takes to back Jalen Smith. But Willis Carmara, he reminds me of a more athletic Jalen Smith. And Jalen Smith is already an absolute freak when it comes to athleticism. But this dude can do it all, man. You see him all over the field, rushing the passer, 30 yards deep in coverage, covering backs out of the backfield. He was an absolute steal. I think he slid all the way to the third round. So I don't know how the hell that happened. But he was the number two backer on, on the, in the the draft right behind Parsons and this is just a I, upside is ridiculous for this team um remember it's also a long season so it's 17 games this year that one game doesn't really make it seem like it's gonna be that much difference but you're gonna want depth at every position you're gonna have people rotating in as much as possible and it's just something that like people are gonna have to get accustomed to I mean I, I bet you there's gonna be a lot more people sitting late games this year especially after people clinch especially because there's no reason you don't want to get hurt before playoffs. And that extra game, man, that'll take a toll. I know people aren't going to think it's that much, but it will. It will. Um, Also, uh, the weapons on this team on offense are ridiculous, man. I I really like Jarvis. I like OBJ. If anybody could just stay healthy, man. Tight end-wise, they have a good tandem of tight end. Uh, I know I said that the Patriots have a good good crew yesterday, but – David Njoku and Austin Hooper, they, they're up there with those guys, man. They're, they're both very good. And I think that two tight end sets for this team could be unbelievable, especially with the two weapons on the outside. Um, Cleveland's defense, uh, they run that four-two-five set, man. I, the four-two-five is my favorite defense just because it's so versatile, man. You can have an athletic safety play that, that fifth one. Uh, athletic safety, small linebacker, I guess I could say, someone that can keep up with coverage but can also make a difference in the run game. Uh, this is this is the kind of defense that they're building to stop Lamar. They're looking at Lamar being as athletic as he is, opening up the pass game because you got to put so many people in the box. It's just it's it's a smart move by Cleveland to to bring all these young, athletic, fast dudes in and 
their secondary, man, between Denzel Ward two years ago, um, Grant Delpit out of LSU, uh, then you have Newsom this year from Northwestern. They, they, they're definitely building around a young core that can just move. Athletic dudes that can tackle in space, man, and something it's something that they're going to need to focus on, and I, I love it, man. I really do. I think it's very smart what they're doing. Um, they, they see that as the team that they're going to be seeing for years down the road. Um, and that's that's just the truth. I, <laughs> the running back tandem, they have the best running back tandem in football. You cannot change my mind here. Uh, Kareem Hunt was an absolute steal. I know he had some some off-the-field issues, but this dude just literally took a year off and became the same Kareem Hunt he was when he came back. And Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, that is a one-two punch. I, I think Tyson could throw it, but that's about it, man. I mean, actually, there's a bunch of dudes that can throw it, but Tyson had a mean one, too, and I'm, I'm almost positive these guys are pretty damn good with them, too. Um, Baker is coming into his own. This year is all on Baker, man. He's another one. He's kind of like Daniel Jones. He's got all the weapons in the world right now. It's just he actually has a run game. Daniel Jones has an unhealthy run game because Saquon could be so good, but they, uh, he just he just can't stay healthy, man. It's a shame. Uh, my player to watch for Cleveland is OBJ. I just don't think he's done yet. Uh, if you if you look back on last year's tape when he single-handedly beat the Cowboys, catching touchdowns, reverses, this dude is just more than capable of doing absolutely anything that you ask him to do. And it's, he can throw the ball too, man. You've seen that. Everybody's seen the highlights, man. He throws a touchdown every year. <laughs> um uh, staying on defense side for Cleveland, just one last thing. Uh, picking up Jadavion Clowney to go backside of Miles Garrett. I don't know how that's legal. Uh, those two dudes are just absolute specimens at the defensive end side, and I'm I'm really intrigued to see what these dudes can do because they're they're very good football players, man. It's it's going to be fun to watch. And another thing that's going to get Lamar out of the pocket, which probably is going to hurt them in the long run because they're two damn good defensive ends. They just got to hope that Lamar doesn't have that back. Back, eyes at the back of his head kind of deal. Um, all right, let's move on over to Baltimore. I've already mentioned Lamar a few times because he's kind of the reason this division's built the way it is. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is an unbelievable rusher. He's a great rusher. What I need to work on is is that receiving, like, uh, that third and long. I think that kind of kills him, third and long, especially when you can force him to throw the ball. He, he's not going to win games with his arm unless he's thrown against eight-man box. So basically, scheme-wise, that four-two-five is what they're going to all start eventually running to right now. And that four two five with that athletic person that can row over the field, man, play whatever you want them to play to, um, I think that that's what eventually is going to be able to control him. I mean, if you can have four guys rush the passer and do it very well, like Miles Garrett, Damian Clowney, uh, Pittsburgh has Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, they have T.J. Watt, of course. If you can build that four-person defensive line and just not rush past the passer, Lamar is very beatable. But... The second you rush past Lamar, he's going to take advantage of you like you wouldn't believe, man. He is the best runner in football, the most elusive we've seen ever in the NFL, especially our age. Uh, he's he's just something that you, you don't see that's usually successful in the NFL. He's just that much better than all the people that have done it before him that he can do that. Um, also, I think the receiving core took a step up. I love Bateman. Uh, Bateman out of Minnesota, man. He is one of my favorite receivers coming out this year. Uh, he's an absolute stud. He went. He fell to him late in the first, so I think that's huge. Um, Hollywood is just Hollywood, man. That dude's the fastest man alive. You cannot change my mind. Um, Boykin, I'm expecting some a big step from Boykin. He, he's just got to stay healthy again, and I think he can be something. It's just Lamar's got to get them the ball, man. He's got, he's got young playmakers, man, and they're all taught by uh, the dude. Who's the dude from Ninja Turtles, the mouse guy? Um, 
I don't even know, but you know what I'm talking about. But I feel like Sammy Watkins is that guy right now, and he's teaching all the Ninja Turtles how to how to play all these young receivers that are running around, and they they can all make plays. Sammy Watkins proved that last year he still got it, and I think he's a good fit to kind of teach them and teach them the ways of being a a professional football receiver. And I think that's a good fit, man. I really do. All this is getting complimented by Mark Andrews, who Mark Andrews can be at any given week a top three tight end easily. I mean, without a doubt. Um, Travis Kelsey is great, but, I mean, Mark Andrews can definitely hit that two spot, especially when Darren Waller has an off week. I think Mark Andrews is more than capable of doing so, and he's a hell of a safety valve for Lamar. Um, This defense, kind of led by uh, young my man Patrick Queen in the middle. I love Patrick Queen, big LSU guy. Like I said, there's a bunch of LSU dudes. Uh, Grant Delpit for Cleveland, like I said. I hinted at earlier in the episode, but there's there's just LSU guys everywhere. And don't even let me start it on Cincinnati, man. That's next. So, um, but we had Patrick Queen in the middle, who's just all over the field, man. I rookie guy. You can't really put the whole defense on a rookie, and they they'll pick you apart, especially at the backer position, man. I'm PFF talks about it all the time how the backer position is just so hard to grade, but um, I think that it's something that. He can handle. He's just young, man. He's learning. He's literally learning. He should reach out to Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs, all those great Ravens in the past. I bet you they would help him in a heartbeat. Um, they got Calais Campbell up in the middle. And another big man I like is Derek Wolf, man. That dude just eats up gaps, eats up blocks, leaves opening for the people behind him, man. He's, he's a good pickup. Um, also, uh, going back to, back to the secondary, man, Marlon Humphrey could be a top three corner any week of the season. And Marcus Peters, man, he is as cocky as they get. He should just get rolling, <laughs> get rolling, talking that trash, especially to Minka on Twitter. Get them all rattled the week before the game or something. Get it going. Um, but I, I love those two. They're two of the top corners in the league, and you cannot change my mind on that. Um, but my player to watch, man, is a very, very new signing for them. Um, like I said, you got Derek Wolf in the middle. You got Calais Campbell in the middle. And these dudes just picked up Justin Houston off of free agents. He's my player to watch, and he is an absolute stud. He's getting older. He's up there. But there's no doubt in my mind that Justin Houston is more than capable of a 15-sack season this year, especially with get one-on-ones on the outside. It kind of reminds me of what the Colts did back in the day with Dwight, uh, Dwight Franey and Robert Mathis. I think Justin Houston can can take advantage of these guys in the middle eating up blocks and get the one-on-ones on the outside and do everything he needs to do to be successful. Um, moving on over to Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, Burrow got his boy, Jamar Chase, and I think that is – that's a good fit, man. I know a lot of people think that Sua was the right pick here, and you guys can disagree with me all you want. But sometimes they, they did address the offensive line in the draft. I know it's later on picks, uh, but, I mean, third round and second round, I think they both went offensive line. So this is they, they did address it. It's just Jamar Chase and, and that, that chemistry. If they, they can step on the field and get the chemistry they had at LSU when they walked away with the national championship on one of the best college teams ever created, that's something – that you just you can't give that up. And Burrow's got to be pumped, man. He's got to be stoked. Also, they got my boy Thad Young. Uh, or no, not Thad Young. Thaddeus, Thaddeus Moss, I should say. Um, I know Thaddeus Moss's younger brother plays with a guy, John Costanza, out of Maine. He just left for camp, so best of luck to you, Johnny. Um, but back in Cincinnati, they got a lot, a lot, a lot of young talent on offense, man. And Drew Sample, a tight end, I think he could be something. But I also feel like he might be a bust. He's one of those borderline guys. This is kind of make a break year for him. And Thaddeus Moss could step up behind him and just take advantage of the fact that no one's expecting much from him. Um, T. Higgins is an absolute stud. 
that guy's going to be very good for a very long time. And I think that that's a good a good mix, man. They got a good young core over there in Cincy, and I, it's really exciting to see. Um, defensively, they lost William Jackson to, I believe, the football team. Uh, and he was a pretty damn good corner. But they picked up Chidobia Wuzier from Dallas. Uh, he's young and he's good, but he's got to be healthy. He's one of those guys, good cover guy. Can't really make the turnovers, trust me. I've seen that for the last four years. Um, but another great signing. I talked about Carl Lawson yesterday. Trey Hendrickson out of New Orleans, he is a great signing for Cincinnati. I feel like this guy can be a cornerstone, man, and this is this is something that Cincinnati needs. They need that consistency on the edge, and he's a defense end guy who can do absolutely everything. He's great at rushing the passer, and he's not about the swag at all. This is like the most old-school guy you could think of, man. No gloves, no swag, nothing, but he is damn good at what he does and gets his job done consistently, and that's something that you need. Um, going through, uh, I think that, They've done everything they need since he's just young, man. They just need that experience. They can make that step, take a big step this year and prove to everybody that they can they can hang in this division. They can hang, man. Um, my player to watch for the Cincinnati Bengals is Joe Mixon. This dude's got something to prove, man. I feel like this dude gets overlooked each and every year he's playing in the NFL. Um, but he is just one of those guys that he impacts the game, man, receiving, rushing. He can do it all, and he's just – so he doesn't have Gio Bar behind him no more, like breathing down his neck. I don't really think Gio was ever something. Um, but Joe Mixon has all these weapons now, and it kind of brings him back to the uh, the decent Andy Dalton and uh, Carson Palmer days with TJ Hushmanzada and Chad Ochocinco. Man, these dudes were great, man. I love those guys. And that they were a fun team to watch, man, fun team to watch. So we'll see what it is. I, I only have one quick thought today. My quick thought was – why is baseball so damn hard to gamble on, man? That's it. I'm just going to leave that hanging with you guys. And uh, then we're going to move it on over to the NFC North. Just want to make a quick apology. I apologize for the length of this episode. I, I guess I wrote a little more things down in my notes than I thought I was going to say. Um, but moving on over to the NFC North, and we're going to start off with the Green Bay Packers. Uh Aaron Rodgers is the king, man. He can do whatever he wants to do in Green Bay, and that's just becoming more and more obvious. He, uh, He's pissed off, man. I don't blame him. Uh, the dude deserves nothing but respect from the organization, the NFL, everybody in his history. He's unbelievable, man. And uh, I think ever since that they picked up Jordan Love um, out of Utah State in the first round, traded up for him too, by the way, uh, I think he's had like an extra chip on his shoulder, man, and it's just a mistreatment of him, and I guess it was a lot more people in the organization. But, I mean, I've always had a soft spot for Green Bay. Uh, Shout-out to Antesna. She's a huge Packer fan forever. Um, and I think that they're still the team to beat in this division. They're, they're very good. Um, Devonta Adams is an absolute freak. Anybody that thinks he wouldn't be great without Aaron Rodgers is nuts. He's he's a top five receiver in the NFL. No matter what team he goes to, his route running is just superb. He's he's unbelievable at getting open, regardless of who's throwing the football. Um, if you go back to the Brett Hundley days when Aaron Rodgers gets out and hurt and everything, Brett Hundley is still getting on the ball. Like that that's that that is something. That is something without a doubt. Um, Aaron Rodgers also decided to bring back the the squad. He uh, he took back Randall Cobb out of Houston. I feel like he just stole him from there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I haven't really seen a relevant Randall, da- or Randall Cobb to stat since he was on the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Um, and he was good for the Cowboys. He, he was good. He wasn't great. He wasn't anything spectacular. But Randall Cobb is more than capable of going back to that slot receiver 
that he was in Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback. And I think Aaron Rodgers sees that and wants to take advantage of it, and I love it. Even though he just drafted a guy very, very similar to Randall Cobb, I think he could be like the older brother or father figure in his life, in his football life, I should say. Um, shout out to Cole Branch and that whole North Jersey Colt. You know, Central Jersey is a real thing. I'm in between you South Jersey guys and you North Jersey guys, and I'm cool with where I'm at. It's a real place. You guys like coming down to visit. You like coming up to visit. It's a good place. So, uh, But, Cole, you called this dude being a stud. Uh, Rashawn Gary is going to be very good this year. He started making strides at the end of last season. Separating himself from the pack is a—he's a pretty damn good edge rusher. He does whatever he needs to do. He, he stops the run. He stops the pass. He's—he's he's tough. He's very good. Um, I also feel like the Packers have a top three, top five secondary in football. Um, looking at Adrian Amos from the Bears, I can't believe they let that in division trade happen or pick up free agent pick up whatever it was. Uh, Kevin King, uh, top three corner, any week in Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage. They're just—they're very, very, very good blend, man. They—they they gel together. They make turnovers. They do what they need to do to be successful. They've been doing it for a while now. I feel like too. Half of these guys have been together. Adrian Amos used to be Micah Hyde, I guess, in the rotation, but he came in and just picks off balls left and right, and it's just—it's fun to watch, man. They're a good, fun team to watch. Um, my player to watch for the Green Bay Packers, and he mixes with Devontae Adams well, and. All those other dudes they got, uh, Lazard, Al Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb now. Um, but it's Robert Tonyan, man. I, I think he's a good dude. Uh, he's, he's a good guy to pick up in fantasy, especially. Uh, he, he could turn into, this is going to be a throwback for all you listeners, but Bubba Franks. I'm not sure if any of you guys remember Bubba Franks, but, I mean, I already mentioned TJ Hushmanzada and Bubba Franks. I'm just going to keep bringing back some old dudes from, from Madden back in the day. That's what I mean. I feel like they were, but, I mean, you know, at the same point, they're pretty good. He shows flashes now. Robert Tonian can he can score, man. The guy that gets a lot of touchdowns. He's a good pickup. He just needs to be consistent. Show me that consistency, and Robert Tonian, or Robert Tonian can be that guy in the NFL. Um, we're gonna move on over to the Vikings. Uh, Justin Seffer, Justin Jefferson is great, coming off a hell of a rookie campaign. He um, he's the second best receiver in that draft. I just I think if you look at what C.D. Lamb was able to accomplish with some nonsense quarterback play you got to respect C.D. Lamb that much more. But Justin Jefferson is number two in that class, and I think he's just unbelievable. It's great what he was able to do. He stepped in to Stephon Diggs' role and ran with it. Um, he led all rookies in receiving, and he, he reasonably so, man. He, he worked his ass off. He did what he needed to do. Backside of Thaleen, it's like they didn't skip a step, that offense. Um, they're, they're gonna, he's going to be a stuff for like the next 10 years, like seriously. Um, Kirk Cousins is a fantasy machine, but he's one of my least favorites one of my least favorite players in the NFL. Um, Adam Thaleen, 30 years old now. He still has it, man. He's unbelievable. Um, Eric Kendricks on the defensive side, that dude controls the middle. Um, I, the whole debacle that was going to happen with the Jets, I didn't, if he went to the Jets, that linebacking core would be the truth. With C.J. Mosley and him both healthy, it would be awesome. But he didn't, and Eric Kendricks is one of the best pass-covering linebackers in the NFL, I feel personally. That dude, he's, he's a consistent, man. He, every year he puts up numbers, and he, he does everything that he needs to do to to make that Minnesota defense even better than it is. Um, they have a young secondary. It's super interesting to see what they're going to do with the secondary, especially uh, they just let go of uh, first-round pick Jeff Gladney today uh, from TCU, and he, he was – he could a lot of upside for him, but he he never. I think his off the field issues ended up being his downfall. Um, but they got a bunch of young guys in there, and I, it's all led by they lost out oh, Anthony Harris. They lost him to Philly, by the way. Um, but 
Harrison Smith, man, he has been the cornerstone for that defense with Eric Kendricks for what feels like forever. Harrison Smith doesn't age, man. And uh, like I said, Notre Dame guys, man, they keep going. Keep going nonstop. The Cowboys haven't had a cornerstone of the safety position since Darren Woodson and Roy Williams, which is a long time ago. Um, but my player to watch for, the Minnesota Vikings, is Irv Smith. He's got no competition anymore. They shipped off Kyle Rudolph up to New York. Um, I think that this dude can make an impact this year without a doubt. And Kirk Cousins loves his tight ends. Uh, this Jordan Reed, maybe? I guess if he ever stayed healthy, he would have been unbelievable with him. Uh, so uh, give Kirk Cousins a little bit of credit for throwing the football well. And Eric Smith is going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy in Minnesota, and I'm excited to see it. Alabama product, and can't go wrong with that. Um, unless they're at the quarterback position. But, I mean, we'll figure that out later. Um, moving on to the Chicago Bears. Um, I I think that they need to make a decision at the quarterback position. Um, I think Nick Foles, it's just, it's written in the sand that Nick Foles has to, hit written in the stars, I should say, that he should he should ship up to Indianapolis and bail out Carson Wentz yet again. Uh, that's just me being an asshole Cowboy fan. But, um, the Bears are always elite defensively. Uh, Khalil Mack is just insane. He can take an entire defense and flip it around in two years. And he did that when he got to the Bears. He made them that much better immediately. Um, they have some low-key good backers in Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. And I, I love both of those dudes, man. They, they're fun to watch. As a linebacker, you see them do all the dirty work, man. They take on the blocks. They're in the wrong arm. So opening plays for the guys next to them. And it's something. It's a beautiful thing to watch. As far as like a, a football guy, um, I'm not really too sure what. I mean, th- that whole defense is elite, man. They got Robert Quinn from the Cowboys back in uh, a few days ago, or not, not, not two days, not a few days ago, uh, last year. Eddie Goldman in the middle, uh, Keem Hicks, man. They got a bunch of studs, man. Their secondary, Eddie Jackson, that guy doesn't age. I swear to God, they have, they have so many people in that secondary that can just play defense, man. Tackling people, getting turnovers, it's. It's a shame, man. They they play def- they they play exactly like our men's softball team, man. We there's times where we defensively are very good, and then we just go out there and go three and out, and that's just that's how it works. Like I feel like that's how the Bears defense feels every single week. Credit to Kenny Buell for making that analogy because it's the truth, man. It really is. Uh, but uh, like I said, that quarterback decision is probably gonna make or break their season, man. Uh, you have Justin Fields out there throwing darts in in preseason and camp and. He's just he's he was my number one quarterback coming out of the draft. I liked him more than Trevor Lawrence. This dude has beaten up on Trevor Lawrence one on one for a while, man. For for a long time. Like even in the, the championship semifinal game last year when they went head to head, Justin Fields outplayed him with broken ribs that game. Um I love Justin Fields. I get it that Lawrence is the the ideal quarterback prospect, but deep ball wise I think Justin Fields throws a better one than him and I, I I'm excited to see what his career turns into. I really hope that he starts over Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, he he got it all. He gave me all the hope in the world last year as a Cowboy fan. Coming in, a decent backup. He was gonna come in with weapons and and take shots, but no, he didn't. He didn't do that. Don't get me wrong. The offensive line was depleted, uh, but I mean, there's definitely things he could have done. Uh, but give Justin Fields these receivers. Allen Robinson is an absolute stud. Um, he gets all the targets in the world, and I would love to see like targets that are accurately thrown because he can make a difference if he's got balls that he can physically catch. He's getting balls last year from last year and years prior from Trubisky and Nick Foles that are 10 feet over his head, and he's not Shaq, man. He can't be going up for those. But 
Um, I like Daryl Mooney too. Daryl Mooney just gets open. There's videos of him cooking Jalen Ramsey. I know that doesn't happen often, but that's got to mean something, man. It really does. It has to. Uh, they got David Montgomery in the run game. Tariq Cohen's coming back healthy. David Montgomery just proves everybody wrong, man. And then they have a tight end pair of Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. I can't believe Jimmy Graham's still in the league, but they could be sneaky decent. You know, I'm not saying they're going to be anything fantastic, but with that defense, and if you can just fill that void at quarterback, you can make that decision, get something for trading somebody to Indianapolis because they need it bad. Uh, maybe somebody with a foot fetish, like I said in the first episode, get something going on up there, 100%. Um, and my player to watch for the Chicago Bears is Roquan Smith. He's great in that 3-4 set. He's a run-first guy, puts his head in there, makes plays. I love to see it, man. He's a run-fill guy. And I, I, there's nothing better than, like, this kind of football, man. That head-to-head uh, rubber match and, like, nothing better than just juggernaut football. Just running, run defense. It's it's great. I love watching the Bears. I, I hate the Bears, but I love watching the Bears. Um so we're moving on over to the Detroit Lions. Uh, did anybody think? Can anybody think of a crappier situation than than Jared Goff, like literally moving out from L.A. to Detroit? I'm not saying like it's not. It's it's two polar opposite sides of the spectrum, man. This dude's a pretty boy living out in Cali when he went to college, and that all is is changed now. And now he's hanging out in Detroit. Um, I honestly though, I'm I'm pretty high on the Lions this year. I mean, I feel like. I feel like they could sneak six, seven wins out, and it, it wouldn't be like a surprise to me. I think I'm taking her over in wins without a doubt. You're giving a dude, a gunslinger from college, from the University of Cal, Jared Goff, absolutely no expectations. This dude is coming in here and slinging the pill without having an OC that tries to run four plays in one. I think this dude can he can make it work, man. I, I, I now I can like Jared Goff. You know, I he's Dak. Don't get me wrong, he's out of Dak's class, but I feel like Dak already won that that battle. So, I think Jared Goff, he has no expectations. He's got a bunch of number two receivers. I don't think he really has any number ones. But I like uh, Prashad Perriman. Prashad Perriman came off for Tampa when they needed him. Uh, and then I like Terrell Williams, man. Terrell Williams is tough, too. Both deep ball guys, big receivers, man. It's good for receptions, man. Big targets, man. Get these guys the ball, man. Just let it work. And DeAndre Swift, man, he is he's up there, dude. He's he's a very good running back. My cousin is huge. Austin is huge on DeAndre Swift. And I, I don't blame him one bit, man. The more you watch DeAndre Swift, the more impressed you are. Uh he's a huge play action quarterback too, Jared Goff. And that they they can work together, man, between that play action, Jared uh, the Jared Goff throwing the ball and DeAndre Swift running it. I think they got something there. I really do. I know it's not popular opinion, but they can definitely be better than people think this year. I also think T.J. out. I mean, oh, wow, I said T.J. out twice in an episode. But T.J. Hawk, your mama, T.J. Hawkinson is going to be an absolute stud. Uh, that good, he's, he's a big tight end cargo once again for Jared Goff. He can do anything you ask him to do. He's a good blocker, great receiver. And quick shout-out to Iowa for, for the future of tight ends, man. You had T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and George Kittle all on the same roster in college. That is so crazy to me, so crazy. Um, I also think Detroit has a, a wildly better offensive line than they've had in the past with Stafford. Um, Taylor Dacker is good. Frank Ragnall is very good. And they got like a young shark, Panay Shul. I'm not going to call him a young bull because he is literally born in Samoa. And something tells me he needs to be a shark. At 6'5", 331, that dude, he, he's going to step in there and he's going to make a difference immediately, like day one. And he's already killing it in camp. He said he put pads on for the first time. In 17 months, he said he's been itching for that feeling for so long. And I love it. I really do. Um, 
Also, my player to watch for Detroit is Jeff Okuda, man. I think he needs to step it up a little bit. He he had a down rookie year, but down rookie year, that's kind of what happens, man. People that are absolutely fantastic in college go to the NFL. It's a totally different game, different speed, different schemes, everything. But Jeff Okuda needs a year or two bump, man. He's my player to watch without a doubt. Um, so that's that's kind of what I have for you guys today. Uh, I just want to say thank you once again for your time. And seriously, I appreciate all you guys. AJ Esposito, my cousin Austin, helping out. Sparshot, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to the pod and giving me some feedback. You guys are great. Uh, I love you guys. And as always, baby, fear the belly.